everyone. Welcome to another CornerCast podcast here on casterscorner.com. I am your host, Khalil. And this week on the podcast, uh, we are joined by artist Jerry Gaylord, who can be found on Instagram at the franchise with a Z, art. Um, that's the F-R-A-N-C-H-I-Z-E-A-R-T. Um, at first, kind of, I think, I think we talk a little bit about it on the podcast, but I think one of the first exposures I had was a Lino piece of art that he did. So, of course, I'm going to gravitate to artists that do Thundercat stuff. And then I followed him. I think he followed me. And then started posting about the Spin Master stuff, that, um, the DC stuff. And he mentioned that he had done some artwork for it. So just started a conversation, started, you know, he started popping up in my feed a little bit more, you know, going back and forth a little bit here and there. And, um, just out of the blue said, Hey, do you want to be on the podcast? And he said, yes. So it was great to kind of learn a little bit about him, learn about his artwork, learn about the work he's doing now and talked a little bit about, um, working with his wife, working with his friend, um, and how, you know, that kind of relationships and build into supporting each other. And we go into all that on the podcast. We also talk a little bit about, um, what cons were like when you work a con- convention like San Diego Comic-Con versus being an attendee. And then what it's been like this year for artists that um, do go out to meet the public and and, and uh, their fans and, and have that interaction. So what it's been like to be shut down in a lot of ways and uh, what that does to you. And then we start rocking and rolling, talking about toys. We, we end up talking about toys and, and it just takes off from there. So um, I hope you guys really enjoy it. Uh, I had a really fun conversation. He's a really cool guy. Um, really get really glad I got to know him a little bit and, you know, continue to follow his work. Um, on, on our site, uh, we've got some fun stuff coming up. Uh, we've got a lot of podcasts I, I did for this weekend. Um, one of them is our holiday special. So, uh, this is the second to last podcast of the year. Next week will be our last podcast of the year. So I'm kind of excited for that strap in because we're taking a week off. So we did an extra long holiday bash, uh, with Jesse and DJ and I, it was a lot of fun. So I'll talk more about that next week. Um, and we're starting a new, um, feature on the site, which is uh, toy of the day. And uh, it started today and it was, just, it was interesting. <laughs> I don't know how, how else to say it. Um, I've done YouTube videos before I've set up before, but I'm in a new spot in the house and setting up a new office. I know I've been saying that for a while, but um, it's not set up, it's set up to record podcasts. It is not set up to record video. Um, and I found that out very quickly today, but the first one's up there. It's out there. Check out the YouTube page, uh, youtube.com casters corner. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we got a lot of fun stuff coming, a lot of fun stuff coming and really just happy to, um, to be able to do all this stuff and, and happy to bring it to you. And we're going to rock, we're going to like roll right in rock and roll right into 2021. Um, as, as, as fast, um, and, uh, as fast and furious, um, we're, we're going to just roll in and, and just keep going. Uh, we're going to take a little time downtime, but we're going to continue like the other stuff. So the podcast is going to take a week off, but we've got a lot more, um, to go on. So, uh, again, uh, Jerry was great to talk to, uh, Jerry Gaylord, um, the franchise live, uh, dot wixsite.com and it's his website uh, but you can get to all the links through his instagram which is the franchise with a z art um, the f-r-a-n-c-h-i-z-e-a-r-t and uh so without further ado guys uh oh i almost forgot remember to follow us like rate, review uh we're at casters corner now we're at casters corner on everything from twitter to facebook to instagram to youtube and even snapchat when we try to do it uh and remember to rate review subscribe and uh share out the podcast i hope that you guys enjoy it so again this week without further ado now finally it is me it is jerry gaylord enjoy it
Uh, well, it's just getting started this morning. I had some uh, some delicious uh, eggs, bacon, biscuits, and grits for breakfast, and we're watching Batman for uh, Batman Returns. You know, because mm-hmm. it's a Christmas movie. So it's, it's getting off to a good start. There's so many debates like going on, like what constitutes a Christmas movie, and it's like Batman Returns, Die Hard, Iron Man Three. I like those all kind of fit the Christmas theme in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So, I yeah, like they definitely. I think I personally think that uh, Batman Returns fits because the uh, the backdrop of the holiday season affects the plot. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it, like it matters to the story. So he's he's not necessarily saving Christmas, but it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. I, I always love those debates and I always love the people that rally against it. It's it's so much fun because they just start to spin. They just start to like, it's not just because it's not, I, we, I have a debate with my girlfriend on what makes a Christmas song going right now because um, Leslie Odom Jr. did a Christmas album a couple years ago. He has a new one this year, but he has one a couple years ago and he put um, my favorite things on there. Yeah. And uh-huh. she's, I'm like, well, it's a Christmas song. And she's like, it's not a Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> Every time it comes on, I'm like, oh, look, it's a Christmas song. So it's, it's always fun to have those kind of debates. I think yeah. those are the fun ones. So, you know, like I get, like, it's like I get the rationale for saying that's not a Christmas song, mm-hmm. but it, but it is. Yeah. It's on Christmas no, albums. It it's on his. Yeah. <laughs> it fits. Um, so, uh, so how's, um, I think I think the first time like we interacted was I posted some Spin Master stuff um, mm. that you had worked on, and I and you I think you posted on the post, and then I messaged you and said, you know, I really am digging the work that you've been doing, and then I think my first um, exposure was one of your your Lino portrait that you have up on Etsy. Um, mm. That kind of I was like, will you do more? <laughs> I was like, I, just, I love the style, I love the way it looked, and I'm like. Can we have some more? Um, so how did you kind of get into the the art business? Like how did you get into like the the comic booky side of it or like the the pop culture side of it? Um as natural, you know, probably the same as anyone else. Like I uh I grew up with that stuff, you know, like I was, you know, definitely a child of the eighties. So um for me, like super friends. G.I. Joe, um, He-Man, Transformers, Thundercats, like all of that stuff is really what um, what got me into art in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the my love for those things is kind of like what what carries me through to, you know, project after project. Um, I think well, the cartoons got me into comics. Mm-hmm. So like um, from you know, from like Superman movies to the cartoons to realizing that there were comics and then being like, oh, this is like a thing that people do for a living. So um, I think when I was about, I mean, I, I, I guess as a kid, like I always knew that I wanted to do comics professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, um, you know, I would say maybe 2000, maybe 2003 was when I started doing my very first like indie stuff. And then from there, just kind of building and getting better and doing more and more conventions and, um, you know, eventually um, doing more indie work Mm -hmm. and then uh, getting work at uh, Boom Studios and IDW and Archie and that kind of thing. You know, all the while just, you know, being a big fan of, you know, a lot of these, um, classic kind of properties. So they're, um, they're the things that really drive me and, and keep me inspired. Your, your background is a perfect example of it. I love the super, oh, yeah. <laughs> the super like I, that is like the crown jewel of my, like my collection, like my super yeah. powers. I, I haven't been able to display them, but yeah. I, I, you know, I went deep. I made sure like in the early days of eBay, um, I picked up really good deals <laughs> and got most of everything one way or the other. Yeah. That, I'm I'm super jealous. Like in um, back in those days, like I didn't, I like I was so poor. Like I just couldn't even 
think about doing something like that. But at the same time, it's funny because I remember like I would be doing conventions and um, I remember the first time seeing like just some vintage superpowers figures, like just people were just selling them for like nothing. Mm. And I was, you know, and I, I remember like I picked up a, uh, like a Superman and a Wonder Woman and just sort of casually um, for old time's sake, mm-hmm. the nostalgia. And then I didn't, I didn't really start um, recollecting them until maybe about um, two or three years ago when I, I found some really good ones mm-hmm. um, at um, PowerCon mm-hmm. of all places. And um, I think I, I started with uh, Superman and Lex, um, and then I, I built it up from there. Because those those are like my my absolute favorite figures. Like I um, I'll always remember like the first time I got like my first set of those guys, and they're just a, a huge deal for me. Plus the um, Jose Luis mm-hmm. Garcia Lopez artwork on the the the, well for anything dc from then right um you know he, he's a huge influence on my work so it it's it's something that i just kind of you know fell right back into once i got a couple bucks yeah it for me it was skipping like i could remember like getting a paycheck and going okay <laughs> i bid on these things uh we're we're gonna do the dollar menu for the week or like you know it was college kid kind of looking at figuring it because i was into toys even back then like really i i was getting back into toys again and looking at like how to collect and what to pick up and i got some really good deals i I don't think i paid more than 20 bucks on anything Mm -hmm. and at one point i was going to the way the way i got the bulk of mine were a friend of mine was working at walmart Mm -hmm. and i had a bunch of dc collectible action figures that they weren't really articulated it was nice to have um, but I, I really just couldn't afford the space to keep them because yeah. I had a storage locker and I had stuff in my house and I, I really just couldn't afford to keep them anymore just because they took up so much. I didn't open any of them. Mm-hmm. So I said to, um, a friend of mine who's working at Walmart, I said, you know, I see you have the toy drive there for toys for tots. I'm just going to drop all these in the bin. And he was like, they're collectibles. You you can't. And I said, well, do you want to buy him? He's like, well, I don't have any money. He's like, but I have superpowers. And so it was one <laughs> for one, all my DC collectible figures, that first few wave, that first two years, one yeah. for one for, for superpowers. And I ended up with everybody and, and a broken cyborg. So cyborg is, wow. Cyborg is the only one that I don't have that's in working condition. And so that's my Holy grail. That's my white whale. Wow. Like that's yeah. Yeah. Someday. Um, but yeah, um, so what was it like? I, I'm always curious um, when we t- when I, when I talk to people who are, who are in the creative aspect of it all. Um, what kind of keeps keeps you motivated? What kind of drives you? Because there's a lot of self motivation. There's a lot of self promotion, and that is exhausting. I think. Um, mm-hmm. And so, what what kind of keeps you going and in, and in, in, in doing the work that you do? Um, I mean, I guess the, the simplest answer is I got to eat, um, like, you know, the, the bills, the bills don't stop coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that's like the simplest thing, but, um, the, like the real answer is that I just love it. You Mm -hmm. know, like I had, um, early, earlier on in my career, there were times when it just like wasn't working and I wasn't, um, getting the traction that I wanted. I wasn't making the money or getting the, the visibility that I wanted. And um, I tried to quit, but I can't, you know what I mean? Like I did, I did uh, like another job for um, probably three months. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, this is dumb. I, I, there's this thing that I love and I should be doing that thing. I think it's, um, for me at, at that time, it was one of those things where you feel like you're, you're putting all this effort in, but it's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I think at that time it, it just, uh, it just needed more, you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. just, just needed even more effort. And, um, you know, eventually it all turned around, but I, I, I really love it. Like I, I would do, 
so much of this stuff regardless of whether or not I was being paid. Um, so it's, uh, you know, like the, the, the promotion, like the Instagram and the conventions and all that kind of stuff like that. Um, you have to find a balance. Like I've, I've kind of figured out what to do with Instagram. Like I, I've been um, a little quiet for like the last two months. I had a lot of personal stuff kind of happening, but mm-hmm. I started posting there again. Um, and uh, the, it, it's really just about like finding a balance. Um, Cause at one point I was definitely doing too much, um, you know, and that that'll drain you too, mm-hmm. you know, but I find that if, um, if I'm able to, think of the promotion of me Mm -hmm. as more like my time, then, you know, that can be fun. That can be the things that I enjoy versus the things that I'm doing for work. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, not, and not that I don't enjoy those things, but it's like um, spend a lot of time doing, you know, essentially other people's projects and it, it drains your, uh, your ability to create. And so if I don't switch gears and do stuff for me, then I'll, I'll burn out and I won't have anything to give to work. Yeah, no, I get it. Like this is, I have a day job, like I teach. And so I find most days, um, I don't teach in a classroom. I teach in in a museum, but I find that most days I give so much to the day job that I do that I, that this, the podcast is where I can focus on me and, and put my energy. And so that's been mm-hmm. my consistent thing this year or the last two years. Um, but it, it, it does, it just, it zaps everything creative out of you. Like it just, and not like in a bat, not like, it's not like it kind of beats it out of you, but it, it just kind of like, it takes the energy you have. It drains the gas tank. And so yeah, yeah. when you sit down to, to try to be creative, you realize that like the energy that you, and the excitement that you would have, um, you've put somewhere else and it's, it's hard yeah. to kind of recharge that. Um, uh, like conventions can be draining, um, going there as, oh, yeah. as, as press. Um, everybody's like, aren't you excited to see everything and, and see? And I'm like, no, like, it's like, it's a grind. Like, it's like, I'm there to work. Like I've got my appointments, I've got all my equipment, I've got like all my, you know, interviews, I've got all this stuff. Um, what's it like? Um, I, I saw a bunch of posts on, on one of your blogs about, you know, artist alley and kind of, and you said you, you kind of have that down. What's like in a normal year, what's a convention schedule like for you? What's that like to kind of, cause that yeah, mixes so, everything. Yeah. So like we used to do, like it's uh, myself, uh, Penelope Gaylord is my wife, mm-hmm. and uh, Brian Turner. He's mm-hmm. uh, like my best friend, but he's uh, he's an artist and he's in animation as well. But we we do conventions together. At one point, we were doing like something crazy, like twenty four shows a year. That's a lot. Um, yeah, that's that's too much. Like before we before we moved out to LA, um, and then you know now that we're all like working in animation full time. Um, we've kind of settled into maybe like four shows a year. So we'll do, um, San Diego, we'll do, um, New York comic-con. Um, we have, we'd actually planned on doing, um, uh, Emerald city this Mm -hmm. year, which we hadn't done in a while. And then, um, WonderCon. uh, and then, um, usually CTN as well. So like four, five conventions mm-hmm. um and then you know i mean just like you said like their their work like i think a lot of times people don't realize like when you're an artist and you're in artist alley or you're um you're you're with a um a publisher or a studio like you are there to work mm-hmm. and so you know at comic-con in particular like they come and check to make sure that you're at your table so you you know, you can't really like enjoy the the show the way people would think. Plus, Comic Con, I guess, is a little unique in that you <laughs> like the lines for everything are so long. Yeah. That you know you can't really do a bunch of stuff, but um, you know, I always manage to um, like walk the like the regular show floor mm-hmm. and kind of see some things, grab some figures, or usually um, we do a lot of art book hunting. 
mm-hmm. at uh, Comic-Con and networking. Um, that's real big. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you sit at your table, you're shaking hands, which is a no-no these days. It is. Uh, you know, you're, you're meeting people and, um, you know, creating relationships. Like I think uh, co- conventions have been probably the most important thing for all of our careers. Um, uh, like it, everything has really come from being at a convention, like having an opportunity to meet people and have them get to know you mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the, letting them see that they're, that you're a person that they want to work with. Like, yeah. It's a big deal. Is it, is it, um, I always found it, it it's draining and recharging because at, at least for me, a lot of the work I do is in a vacuum. Like I have social mm-hmm. media interaction here and there, but that's very like, one dimensional. Like I can mm-hmm. see, see them on a screen, but you don't get that personal connection. And I yeah. always found that, um, seeing people at conventions and, and talking to people there in person or getting feedback on your work, um, it it, it kind of recharges you and kind of keeps you going. And I don't know if that's the same for you guys, um, because I mean you're working on projects that you get feedback on, but when you're doing it for yourself, it you know what I mean. If you're if you're doing artist alley for yourself or you're pr- self promoting things, um, I don't know if it's the same for you guys. Yeah, I um like being able to see people in person and having them you know genu- genuinely like walk up and say. You know, oh, I really, you know, love your style. I've been following you for, you know, so many years and I have all these comics that you did and, you know, like, like any of that, like it's a, it's a huge deal to be able to um, make that connection in real life because, you know, the internet is so, um, like it's, it's great and it, it absolutely gives you a connection to people, mm-hmm. but um there's just, you know, an, an impersonality to it that is just inherent because it's virtual, yeah. you know? Um, and I, I think, uh, my dad would always tell me like, um, cause he, he had his own business and he would always say, you know, like it, it is an incredible thing to have someone, you know, give you their hard earned money in exchange for something that you made. Mm-hmm. And I, I always like I always think about that because, you know, as creators, what what we have to sell is is us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it is something that I made and that, you know, someone is willing to give me, you know, whatever money in exchange for um, for my artwork is, is a huge it's a huge thing. And then, you know, to have that that transaction take place in person so you can see them and, you know, interact is a, it's a big deal. It's pretty huge. It it was always weird because I started I started buying art I think two years ago, um, and and really kind of looking at taking time in Artist Alley, taking you know an hour or two off from my schedule, or at the mm-hmm. end of the night going through and looking for stuff and looking for artists that I like or I think Instagram kind of really pushed that for me in mm-hmm. trying to make those kind of connections and you know learn about the artists or get there. I'm always awkward about the meeting. Like, because I'm so, you know, my experience is like, I go to Target, I buy an action figure, I walk out. Like, and I talk to the designers later, you know, either Toy Fair or Comic Con or or something like that. I can talk to them. But as far as like the transactional piece, I'm always like, okay, I just want that one. And everybody's like, oh, how'd you find out? And I'm like, I, oh, you want to, like, I'm always like, I don't know what to say. Like, you've got a line. I don't want to take up your time. Like, I, I just want to, I want to support you. I, I like your art. I really want to hang it up. I want to put it somewhere nice. Um, but I'm always like, kind of like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I want, like, I want you to talk to other, because I feel a little more industry where it's like, yeah. I want to help promote you. I'm happy to talk to you when you're not like trying to get as many people in and out of your booth or at your table as possible. Like, I don't want to take up that time because I feel like I can, I can try to help you when you're not there. Maybe when, you know, Mm -hmm. when things are a little slower or um, like looking through your Etsy shop or or looking at some of the Kickstarters you've worked on, like I'm happy to kind of help promote that way. But I always feel like I'm just, I'm always awkward at the tables. Like I just, (laughs) Um, no, I think people, you know, um, you know, on the, 
on the artist end of it, you know, like there's there's a difference between, um, you know, having a, a short conversation with someone when, mm-hmm. you know, things are kind of rolling uh, than someone kind of hanging around and being in the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, it's like, it's a pretty, to me, it's a pretty clear difference. Like, um, I, I can't imagine, like it, it's, it's hard to imagine that you would do something like that. So, um, you know, I mean, people, I, to me, like I, people like the conversation, like, yeah. you know, they, they just want to, you know, meet you and say hi, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, uh, appreciate that you, you spent time to stop at their table and buy some of their stuff. I think it's the, the social awkwardness of, of, of being into this stuff. Like yeah. <laughs> I've, always, I've always felt like I was, I was a kid in the eighties too. Like I grew up yeah. with all that stuff and <clears throat> I'm always kind of like, I, I felt like I wish I, I could say, I can say that I wish I was a kid today because it's cool to wear a Captain American t-shirt, Captain America or yeah. Spider-Man t-shirt to school. Um, yeah. But back then it was like, no, I, I got beat up or I got erasers thrown at me. You know, I, I had a, Mc, a black shirt that had McFarlane's Spider-Man on it in, yeah. in like the eighth grade or seventh grade. And I got pelted with so many erasers <laughs> that my shirt turned white. Like, and oh never, my gosh. never wore another shirt. Never, ever, you know, during my junior high and high school career, never wore another shirt like that. And so it's nice to kind of, so I, I mean, I, that awkwardness I think kind of comes out of that too. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I can, I can totally get that thing. Um, you know, I remember when I was, uh, when I was a kid, I remember pretty clearly, like by the time I was in like the sixth grade, like toys and all that kind of stuff, cartoons wasn't, it just wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. And so like, fortunately I had, um, I had other interests, like I could, you know, connect with people in other ways, but, um, you know, like it for me, like it never went away. It's not like I ever like stopped being into that stuff. And then I remember um, in middle school, I, I, I'm such a huge Superman fan that like I would never not have a Superman shirt. So I would wear that shirt to school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was probably 11th or 12th grade before I was comfortable enough with myself to just be like, yeah, I'm going to wear this like Batman Forever t-shirt, uh, you know, in school or whatever. But um, I mean, it was it was a very different time. Yeah. Like it was not cool. No. It was not okay to just be like, oh, I'm in the Captain America. Yeah. Like, no. It like and and I think that there's so many opportunities. Like the the Disney, you know, Disney slate that they announced this week was kind of insane with how many different mm-hmm. um, opportunities there were for for not the traditional. Um, yeah. And seeing you know different voices telling different stories, I think that that was. Um, really interesting because I had a conversation with my girlfriend this week about Miss Marvel's show and mm-hmm. like the idea of like who they cast and why they cast them and, and, and some of the controversy of it. And, you know, it's like, it, there's part of me that goes, as long as the stories, as long as they're telling the story a little bit, mm-hmm. like as long as we're starting to open the door. Um, cause my dad was, was Arabic. And so, mm-hmm. I never really identified with any kind of culture. I just never really kind of got into it. But the idea of like Black Panther for me was like looking at it going, it was refreshing. It was different. Yeah. And and, mm-hmm. and looking at the slate of what's coming, I'm, I'm excited because we get to hear different stories. Um, yeah. And yeah. it makes it more acceptable in a lot of different ways, not just nerding out, but also anybody can be anything. And I think that's exciting to see coming. Um, yeah, yeah. I like your um, the 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 newest. Uh, you did a a picture of the Teen Titans. You flipped it. Um, yeah, and I thought that was it. Looked so cool. Like it looked so <laughs> it looked so cool, and it it made me um think about how that changes the stories, or does it change yeah. the stories? And I like those kind of conversations of like how can we tell these from different perspectives. Um, and I like a lot of the art that you do that kind of flips that a little bit too. Yeah. Um, I think like that kind of thing, like specifically the Titans, when I drew it, I was, um, I was in a place where I just, I really needed to do something for myself. And I, 
um, usually when I do stuff like that, like it takes forever. I think it took me, it probably took me like six months to draw it, you know, like just working on it, like, uh, one, one piece at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, like, I really, a lot of times with my art, like I'm not trying to say a whole lot, mm-hmm. but like with this one, like I, I just had this feeling and I was just like, you know, when, um, a lot of the stuff that I'm really into that I grew up with in the eighties, it was like, um, there'd be like a group of characters and then like the diversity was like a black guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, you could see that, um, formula, like repeat itself, like throughout, like almost everything that I've ever been into. And I think there's like notable exceptions, like the bionic six was a little bit different than that. Mm-hmm. And um, defenders of the earth was a little bit different than that. And there's probably like one more mm-hmm. out there that I'm, Oh, uh, captain planet was mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Um, but like, generally speaking, you know, like I'm specifically like, I'm so into like super friends, you know, but then like there was, um, in that the final season, the season that I love the most, it was like cyborg. Yeah. And then like everybody else was just like white guy. Yeah. And then there was wonder woman. Yeah. And like, you know, I, th- I think, um, sometimes samurai would show up, like he would still kind of be there. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, it's just a thing. And then, you know, so I was just like, you know, I wanted to flip the characters so that people could kind of see what I see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like, and, and I, and the, the interesting thing to me is that like, when I, when I have that um, image out at um, conventions, like people say those things, they're just like, Oh, wow. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't think about it that way. And like, they, they articulate these things without me, like, you know, really like verbally engaging in it, like they'll just see it mm-hmm. and like they'll have those thoughts. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's what that one was about. Like, I just. Well, I think it's interesting that you said like, that's what you see. And, and mm-hmm. I, and I like, I like that idea for our superheroes. Like we can pour into them our, our needs. Like Superman really could be, if we wanted to, Superman could be anybody. Bruce Wayne could be anybody. And if we can pour sure. that into it and put ourselves in those shoes, like I like the idea that I like the idea of kids today being able to be whoever they want to be. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. I grew up on Linda Carter, Wonder Woman and mm-hmm. my dad, I remember, I can vividly remember watching Linda Carter's Wonder Woman, loving the show I was like five maybe. So there was no mm-hmm. like, Oh, she's hot or oh, I'm really attracted. Like there was no like, you know, teen, you know, draw yeah, to yeah. Her, right. <laughs> it, was, it was the pure love of like wonder woman kicks ass. Like wonder woman's great. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was singing the song and doing the spin. And I remember mm-hmm. my, I, you know, my dad never hit me, but I think if he could have, he would have smacked me so hard. And it's like, I, I like today being able to see the kids play, and and dress up or or be whoever they want to be, um, yeah. yeah. It's really it's refreshing to kind of see the kids kind of pour that in because I think it's going to lead to, um, a new, a new group of creators mm-hmm. that that yeah. create what they see. Um, so I, I like that perspective. I really do. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, a different time now. It know? is. <laughs> it's fun. Like it's fun. I think it's fun. Um, what's it been like for you guys this year not to be at the conventions or not, not have that interaction? Uh, I'd say it's been really tough, like really, really, really tough. Um, you know, like, like I was saying before, like doing conventions, it like is super draining, like, um, all the prep and the traveling and, you know, essentially like using vacation time to Mm -hmm. do these things, but I'm totally not on vacation. Like it's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, yeah, but, um, like having that, that opportunity to, um, just be a part of the the larger community is such a big deal. Um, you know, it's, 
like not having those opportunities to to meet people, to interact, to be human. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's it has definitely taken a toll. I think um, you know, and, and particularly like in in my household, like my wife and I are both you know in the exact same industry. So you know, at convention, she's like a much bigger deal than I am. Mm-hmm. So you know, like it's it has been like just a um a really tough time to deal with like just tremendously and and then um you know part of the reason why we moved to LA was just cuz of you know this is where it's all happening mm-hmm. this is where all the artists are right and um you know so there's just all this interaction that's just not happening and it's it's just focused on the internet um you know which is it's like it's cool like i'm you know i'm definitely meeting people online and um you know building building relationships but it's just you know we could be out having coffee or yeah um you know grabbing a burger or like anything yeah um you know but it, instead like it's just these four walls <laughs> you know what i mean yeah no it's been it's been it's been tough because I haven't been able to do the stuff I normally do. So I do some podcasts in person with, with people that are close, like I'm in Connecticut. So, mm-hmm. um, I miss being able to sit across the table and have a beer yeah. and, and, and do the, do the podcast. Um, but on the other hand, it's pushed me to, to grow a little bit and, and look for artists like you and, and creative people like you to, to be on the show because, um, everybody kind of, uh, fast forwarded to technology. So like this mm-hmm. stuff is stable. Like I used to have to try to yeah. do these on Skype and they were never stable and they always glitched out and I always had problems <laughs> and people didn't have the software or they didn't want to do it on the, you know, this, this yeah. normalized this kind of interaction. So it made it a yeah. little bit easier for me to do that, but it has been harder to kind of, Somebody asked me that the other day, like, was it hard for me? Like, did it really hurt me not to go to Comic-Con? And I, cause I've been going for 11, 12 years now. Mm. Um, and, uh, I said in some ways it did. And in some ways it, it helped, you know, because it, yeah. it opened other doorways for me. It, it, it changed yeah. a little bit of the, it made me work a little bit harder cause I didn't have that wave to kind of carry me as far yeah. as like self-promotion and stuff like that. But, um, that must, <laughs> I don't want to get you in trouble. What's it like, um, having, uh, your significant other, um, be in the same industry, um, or, or go to all the shows with you and stuff like that. Like, is there a competition oh, in the house? No, we don't, I, we don't have any competition. Like where, um, our styles are so different. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I think if anything, like we just learn from each other, mm-hmm. um, you know, like there, there are things that she, she just does so well that I don't naturally, I'm not naturally like inclined to, to like understand. And then there are things that I do really well that, um, you know, I can help, um, help her to be better at, but, um, like competition wise, like, no, not, not, not that I can really think of. I think, um, she like you know i mean she just kills it at conventions so I, you know like we sit next to each other at every show mm-hmm. so if anything it's like if she's like super busy and i'm not then i can kind of help her mm-hmm. like move through her, her crowd a little bit um so it's uh yeah i mean i, I don't i i just don't think that we we have that kind of competition is really just about like, because we, we've been doing this like all together, like together, like forever. So mm-hmm. when, um, you know, like I, I remember when I convinced her to quit her like job to do art, like I was all, I, I've only ever done art. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's all like positive. I just want her, I want the best for her and she wants the best for me because, mm. you know, we're, you know, as a married couple, I, yeah. that's probably how it should be. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like, um, to me, you know, the better, 
the better she does, the better we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I think, um, like, so, uh, like, like I was saying, the other member of our group, Brian Turner, like, uh, you know, he's, he's outstanding as well. If anything, he and I have competition, mm -hmm. um, cause our styles are so similar, but you know, we, <laughs> we have this thing that we call contact fame. So, you know, her, her doing better or him doing better is ultimately just good for me. You know, it's yeah. like we, we lift each other up. So it, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I'm fortunate in, in that way where we don't, we don't have that kind of a, a situation. No, it's nice. I think that was, that's the other focus I've had for like the last two years of like, that, at least for the toy community, for, for us to kind of mm -hmm. cover a lot of toy stuff. Um, there was a competition to get the stuff up first. It was like, can you get it up first? Can you get the attention first? Can you break the news or can you do better photography with your stuff? Like there was this push to kind of not talk to each other. Um, I can remember when... That's interesting. Uh, it is. I remember when um, <clears throat> the year that Thundercats came back, which is I think 2011, when Cartoon mm -hmm. Network brought them back for that short yeah. series. Um. I ran into one of the guys that ran another toy site and I asked him a question and he was like, I can't really share that with you. And I was mm -hmm. like, it, it was just like, where'd you get, where, what booth did you get that at? And he's like, and like an hour later I got something and he walked up to me and he was like, dude, where'd you get that? And I go, can't share that with you. And it felt really crappy. Like it yeah. just was kind of this thing. And I've started kind of pushing all the toy people I work with all the, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of guys. Um, and it's like, Hey, do you want to know how to get in contact with Mattel? Do you want to know how to get in contact with spin master or, um, Hasbro? Like just hit me up. Like I will help you guide you. And I think there's times where I get a little bit jealous because maybe they mm -hmm. got an interview I didn't, or maybe they, you know, got more followers than I did this month or, or something like that. I, but, but it's kind of like the, 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 it's the personal jealousy where it's like, no, I got to put in more work. Like I yeah. have to, I have to up my game because, and, but I continue to help them. Like I'm happy to continue because it's nice to have that little bit of friendly rivalry, but, but yeah, like friendly rivalry is like, it's, that's healthy. You right. know, that that's, that's everybody getting better together. Yeah. I like um, the idea of like elevating each other. Yeah. I think that, that other thing is like the, um, sort of elitism. And I, yeah. I feel like, um, comics in my, like, particularly like when I was getting started, comics was like that. Mm -hmm. Um, it's harder for me to say now, like I don't, I'm not so focused on comics. Like I'm still doing comics, but it's not like my number one thing that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember like when I was trying to get in, you know, with, with the exception of like, there, there were some people who were like super helpful that really, you know, kind of, you know, went out of their way to um, help us to get, get moving and um, that kind of stuff. But I, I remember a lot of people were, you know, very kind of guarded on, you know, contacts and information and things like that. So I, I totally get it. Mm -hmm. um, I find that like animation hasn't been that way. Like it's been a lot more open, like, um, you know, I, I think I, for, for me and like, you, you'd have to, um, you know, tell me how it is with toys, but it, I, I think in animation, like people aren't afraid that you're going to take their, their job. Yeah. Um, I think they realize that knowing you and helping you means that at some point when they need to know something that you might be there to give them that information. Yeah. So, um, it, it feels, it feels different to me in that way. Yeah. Um, so there's a site that just started in the last year, um, called adventures in collecting, um, AIC on, on Instagram. And, um, they're really new at it. This, they went to toy fair for the first time this February, bumped into them, talked to them. They recognized me, which was great. Like made me feel great. Cause I don't usually get recognized. <laughs> um, so they recognized, they ran up to me and, and it was really cool to meet them. And over the last year we've become really good friends. Um, and I've watched them do interviews with 
a bunch of toy designers and mm. I'm, I'm genuinely jealous, but also happy for them. Cause it's yeah. like, I wish that I had the confidence to go up to the bigger companies and go, even though I've been doing this for almost six, 15, 16 years, there's still a little bit of a confidence thing with me where it's like, I don't know if I belong in the room, like, and they, they <laughs> go, they go for it. And, and then I listen to the interviews and there's part of me that goes, I really wish I could, you know, maybe I should reach out to them, but I'm like, but they did such a good job and they hit everything I was going to. I should just focus on something new. Like they did it. They did a really good job with it. Um, and so I'd rather promote their stuff and then go and do something else instead of trying mm -hmm. to do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, um, and so that's kind of been my attitude lately of trying to figure out where my, my niche is, like where my, where my thing is and, and just go for that. And, and, and see where it is. I'm still trying to figure it out. Do you, do you think it's, it's like tough to, to get a hold of like creators to interview or like artists or designers? So I found that like reaching out to people like you, writers, artists, it's, it's fairly, the, there's, there's an easier connection because you guys handle a lot of your own stuff. Right. So like I'm not, you know, I'm not calling you to talk about your newest animation project that might be for another company. Um, yeah. When we talk to, you know, Hasbro's a really good, Hasbro's been really good to us, and they do a lot with 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 me and the podcast and the site. Um, but as far as talking to the designers one on one, they mm -hmm. have like really set rules. They work with Disney, they work with Marvel, they work with um, Lucas. Like so, there are a lot of like. Um, things that kind of hold back the ability to be as open um, yeah. as like the people that do independent work and do their own work that I can talk to. Um, yeah. Like we had um, early on the podcast, I got Mark Guggenheim from arrow on mm -hmm. and we tried to reach out through Warner brothers and got told no, but his publisher, he did a book and mm -hmm. his publisher did, wanted to do the podcast so we we interviewed him for the podcast and then when we hooked up with him we tried to hook up with him at comic-con we got yelled at by warner brothers for trying to talk to him and i said oh wow i was like no 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 no. we interviewed him about his book we weren't trying to go around the pr team i simply we said on the podcast we were gonna you know meet in person at comic-con just to say hi and, and see how how your show's going I was like, I wasn't trying to do like the end run to try to get around you to get into something. Um, yeah. But that stuff kind of tightens up a little bit when you get into the entertainment stuff. Um, yeah. And like the product stuff, because there's so much that goes into that, that it, um, that it, it, you have to tread a little more lightly. You have to kind of play ball. Um, so it is, it's a little bit harder to kind of, to do that. So, you know, when I can, the independent companies like, Diamond Select, um, NECA, Mezco, those kind of companies are a little more open um, mm -hmm. than the bigger ones because you're talking directly to the people that are holding the contracts, not just the guys that are doing the sculpting or doing the designing and maybe they'll yeah. let something slip that they shouldn't have. <laughs> um, so it, yeah. it's, it, and it, it is, I think it's changing too. I don't think it's, at least I'm not looking at it like somebody's going to, take my job or take something away from me um, yeah. from what I'm doing, because I feel like people can't do what I'm doing necessarily, like, or they're not willing to. So mm -hmm. I can do the podcast. I can do a lot of Instagram stuff and really push that stuff. So I'm not really as worried about other um, people, but I know people still are like, I've been pushed out of the way at shows, like literally pushed out of the way Wow! Um, to get a picture up. And I'm like, guys, like the guy from Cincinnati who bought a ticket to be here is standing next to us and he's about to put that on his Instagram and it could blow up bigger than you or I because yeah. maybe he got it first. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I think it equalizes a little bit, but there's still that competition. Um, yeah. The toy guys. Like I, it's funny. Cause like I, um, like the last couple of years I've been, kind of consuming a lot of sort of toy entertainment mm -hmm. and so like i like me personally i find that it doesn't necessarily matter who did it first 
because I'm probably going to watch most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, uh, I mean, first, I guess, matters, like, because if, if they have it up first, then I'll probably see it there first. But mm-hmm. I think for me, it's more about, like, the the people who I follow. Like, um, I'm more, it's more about uh, how they're doing what they do mm-hmm. and what what they're doing exactly you know what i mean yeah um you know it's like it's like your brand is kind of what i'm what i'm interested in yeah no i think that that's like i'll I'll be honest with you like i think you liked a post or commented on a post this week of mine i was like that made my day i'm like i dig your artwork (laughs) like you you've always been cool like and so when I see those likes, not to say like all the other likes don't matter, but it's like those kind of things where I really enjoy when the industry people or people that have worked on stuff enjoy what I'm putting out there because it, it, it makes me feel good. Like it does, like it, um, it helps with the confidence. <laughs> it does. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I've never, I've never thought of myself as industry people, but I guess, I guess that's true. I mean, um. like, I mean, you are. I mean, like the work you yeah. like you did on Spin Master. Like, I really dug a lot of the stuff that they did, and 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 the whole package they put together. Um, so it's like, okay, it's great to kind of the people that made it did it. Like, there's there's a guy that works on on Marvel for for Hasbro, um, and he likes some of my stuff, and that made my day because it's like we've hung out at conventions. It's been cool. Like, it's cool. And to see like that they appreciate what I'm doing on a fan level, um, and not just like work. It it also yeah. kind of means a little bit more because it, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of like I'm appreciating your work. It's nice to have that um, reciprocal relationship where it's like you guys enjoy my work too. So it's 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 a little bit of um, validation for what I'm doing. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. I totally get it. I mean, how else how else am I going to find out about uh, you know? <laughs> how how cool these uh figures are which ones i need to be looking for what are you looking for like what do you what, what what's kind of grabbing <laughs> your attention like whether it's fanboying or artistically like what's kind of um usually it's like i mean i i will i'm always looking for cool superman stuff like always mm-hmm. um i'm there's nothing like specific that i'm like collecting um with dc stuff right now like i uh the mcfarland stuff is really cool um but you know like i haven't like i have uh i have that first superman that he did Mm -hmm. and then um there's some other stuff that's kind of caught my eye like the um joker eyes superman looks cool yeah it does yeah um i think there's like a bizarro coming out um but i've i've really been picking up um transformers lately like that's the kind of the thing that I'm like Google over right now. Like I really just um, most of it is me like just being like so full of nostalgia because I never really had the figures as a kid, but mm-hmm. I was just so into the cartoon. And then, um, you know, like the, the Earthrise and all that stuff that they're making now is just like, they're just so cool. Yeah. So I'm really like, uh, I've been focused on, essentially like grabbing the ones that I love, the characters that I loved as a kid, which I guess Hasbro has kind of been, <laughs> they've been putting them out like, <laughs> yes, you know, yeah. like slowly. Um, and so I'm, I'm like looking for those. I'm excited about the, uh, the 86. Um, yeah. Series that's coming out. That one I'm really and, excited. Um, yeah. Like I, you know, I, I'm not like a hot rod fan, but like, I was telling somebody recently, like, I don't like, like hot rod, but like he looks cool. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I gotta have him. Um, and then, uh, like I'm upset that I'm having a hard time getting a hold of Bumblebee. <laughs> Which one? The new one? Yeah. The, uh, the Walmart Netflix one. Okay. We'll talk later. Uh, <laughs> um, um, and then there's there's uh, what's the oh uh the the Amazon exclusive Ironhide and um Prowl like I pre-ordered those guys yep. and then like it said it shipped and then like it never got here 
And then Amazon was just like, oh, it's never going to happen. Here's your money back. <sighs> I was just like, those those are the ones. Those are, yeah. And they the, the problem is, I think there's such a short window lately for toys that like once something yeah. comes out, if you don't grab it within the first month, you're out of luck. Like they've yeah. already moved on. Stores have moved on too. Like Walmart yeah. has reset and moved on to new things. So it's kind of like that. There's a little bit of pressure to like stay on top of it. And they've been pumping things out so fast. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the 86 stuff too. Hot Rod was kind of like, I kind of got into Transformers around the movie time. So like, yeah. and, and I have more of a vivid memory of, of yeah. that period. So Hot Rod was big for me. So I'm excited about that. I'm just disappointed. But that- he killed Optimus Prime though. Like he definitely killed him. Yeah. I'm okay with that. He may as, he may as well pull the trigger himself. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I really am. I love the stories. I was not I was not as excited <laughs> when they brought Prime back to life in that story with the Quintesson and Skylinks. I was not that happy that they brought him back to life. I was pretty- I can understand that. Um, I can understand that. But they still haven't gotten cup right. This is the third time they've done cup in like the last ten years. And they still He's kinda like big, right? Like he's like his shoulders, is that what it is? Or it's, it's kinda it's his face. They they always mess up the face because mm-hmm. you want somebody that looks like um you want the face to look like either Ernest Borgnine or or Ed Asner. Like that's what mm-hmm. you want the face to look like, and they always try to make it like slender. Um, mm-hmm. and they never get it right. And I'm like, they got the body right. They got the removable limbs to replicate the movie. Like they went all out for this one <laughs> and then they messed up the head again. And I'm like, cause this was this, this next year kingdom was going to be my swan song for transformers. Yeah. Like, unless they made a transformer that actually sat on my desk and transformed. Like, yeah, I, these are like, my I get def- that. these are like my definitive ones. They're good enough yeah. that they're close enough to the cartoon that makes me happy and they're scaled really well. So mm-hmm. I was like, I was going to be out. Um, but cup would cup and blaster. They, they still haven't done a, a blaster. Oh yeah. Like yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they've done them here and there and they did sound wave now with the Walmart wave that looks like a cassette tape um, player. I like the, you know, I was thinking about picking him up maybe, but I, I really like the Siege one. Like in they in their robot modes, they don't look different enough for me to yeah, hundred percent. Like need to get it because I, like I I definitely get like oh man, like he turns into a cassette player, but I would never leave him on my desk as a cassette. Mm-hmm. Like that would never happen. So like I. Like I totally get it. Like I totally get it. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Like I'm. I would. I'm. I'm really happy with the uh, the siege one. I think he's pretty cool. It is. It, it's a cool one. I liked. I like the cleaner looks. Like I. Yeah. Like, I like the art. Like for me, I look at him a little bit like art too. Where like I like the kind of more clean lines, cleaner looks to him. So when they yeah. started Earthrise and everybody was kind of cleaned up and a little spruced up and shined up. I like those a little bit better than the siege ones just because it didn't have that fractured look to them, but yeah. 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 No, I, I told Like, I totally understand that. I think, um, for me, like what I have is kind of a mix. Um, like I, I really like star screen. It, it seems kind of weird, but like, I, I really like the siege star screen mm-hmm. and I didn't pick up, I didn't pick up Earthrise Cause I think the, the articulation is much cooler on, um, the, uh, siege one mm-hmm. um and i kind of like that he turns into the tetra jet but i i was able to pick up um you know his buddies uh thundercracker and um i forget his name skywarp skywarp yeah. yeah um the uh the earthrise pack so like having that mix to me is okay yeah no i think it, i think that they were uh, because there's a, there's some i don't think they've gone like they didn't go back and do hound over um there's yeah. a couple that they didn't go back and change from the Cybertronian ones um, that I think they fit just fine. And then Kingdom was going to kind of round it out for me because yeah. my senior year of high school, it was it was breakfast and Beast Wars before first period. <laughs> like that was my routine. So I'm yeah. kind of excited to have like really good, moderately priced Beast Wars figures where they're not like – 
the third party, you know, 200 bucks for a figure, you know, these are going to be retail price. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of really think next year is going to, I say it all the time, but I really do think this time, like I'm out, like after this for transfer, yeah. like I'll enjoy them. I'll cover them. I'll talk about them. If they send me stuff, I'll gladly review it. But as yeah. far as like going all out, cause I've, I've been yeah. buying like everything. Um, so, but yeah, it's nostalgia. I'm is right there. A curse. Definitely. Like I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I know like I, there's only like a a handful of transformers that I need before I, I'll feel comfortable. I'm just like, I'll never need another one. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, and then there's also like, there's other stuff that I have to really like think about and be like, I'm just not going to get into that. Like the, uh, super seven Thundercats. I, I went too far. <laughs> I bought two of everything. Oh man. I'm 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 that's my that's my thing. Like as far like I love everything but ThunderCats is like 100% the one thing that I will go so yeah, I bought two of all They the look ultimates. great. Yeah. They look fantastic and I like I totally get it. Um I mean they just they look great. I think uh I had to I had to think the same kind of thoughts with He-Man. Like I'm really into He-Man, but like I I have a, a select few. Like I got um I have the the first He-Man that that they that Mattel put out and then I have um the uh the filmation one mm-hmm. and then I from Super 7 I have She-Ra and um I have Skeletor too and I have Battle Cat and I was like that's it. I wish I had that kind of willpower. I wish I had. <laughs> but like but see, okay, so here's the difference though. But I'm sure that either art supplies or or I don't know if you're doing traditional work or if you're doing all digital stuff, but I'm sure you would spend the money on a digital pen or or, or something for work. Uh, I would assume that you would spend money more on like the work these things you need for work. And the problem is the nostalgia and the work kind of have merged for me (laughs) yeah yeah really hard not to buy everything that i'm looking at right now on my desk they're i mean for me honestly like they like they really you know the line blurs like um for the like i don't i think this year has been different this year i think because i'm sitting at home like i'm buying a bunch of stuff that i probably would not ordinarily buy Mm -hmm. normally i think like I'll go to, you know, cons and I'm like, all right, so if I'm at a con, like I'll go find stuff. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like, um, I'm just sitting here looking at the computer and now I'm just like, I'll get that one. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit different, but I, I just, I just try to get stuff that I like mm-hmm. that I'm really interested in. And I just try to be like, well, you know, what am I really going to do with this? So like, um, the NECA turtle stuff, like I've been really into, mm-hmm. like, um, uh, for the most part, it was easier because, you know, I would go to Comic-Con and pick up like whatever mm-hmm. exclusive pack they had. So like I have um, the the movie set that they yeah. put out um, and then the, uh, the Splinter and Shredder, yeah. like I've got that. And then the uh the original set of like animated figures that they put out like yeah. i have those um and then my wife recently got me rocksteady and bebop for my birthday so um like those i've been picking up but even then like i'm not i'm not trying to be a completist like i just want like the stuff that i was like super into so um you know like i'm, I'm just trying not to go broke it's tough because there's, there's just so many cool things like that, you know, like five years ago, this stuff just wasn't. No, it wasn't, it wasn't this out cool. there. It wasn't this cool yeah. either. Like I'm sitting here, I'm looking, I'm sitting, looking currently at three different Mandalorian figures on my desk right now. <laughs> I, I've got the Disney toy box one. I've got the Hasbro Black series, and I just couldn't help myself because I like the show so much. I bought the SH Figure Arts one too. Oh man, and yeah, I just I get it. I, I, I wish I did. I wish I understood it sometimes because I think I go overboard sometimes. But, um, but yeah, man, um, we're at about an hour. So w- want to tell people where to find your stuff? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm. Um, you can always find me on Instagram. That's that's where I'm um, most active. The franchise with the Z, art. Um, or you can just Google Jerry Gaylord. Um, right now, uh, with uh, I'm I'm actually part of a Kickstarter for um, a really cool book called The Art of Change, and um, it's a collective uh, a collection of. Uh, pieces from a ton of artists in that animation and illustration uh, community uh, really focused on um, showcasing um, sort of uh, highlighting the the black sort of experience with the um, you know with all the uh, hardships that we've seen like over the summer the, mm-hmm. the, this this book is really looking to address a lot of those issues so the Kickstarter is up now um, it's the art of change just google it check it out um you know support if you are so inclined yeah we'll put links to all of it in the in the text of the of the podcast um awesome so we'll we'll push that out the best we can so jerry thank you so much for taking the time today i really appreciate it um and yeah of course story it's been great yeah it was a blast i I really i really had a good time it's good it's always good to to have an actual conversation yeah it is it's it's so different (laughs) these days thanks a lot definitely all right This podcast was brought to you by Jackson Studios. Jax!